Ah, Chris, didn't I tell you, bud? Didn't I tell you that this podcast would one day enable us to travel the world? Well, bud, here we are. Here we are in beautiful Norway. What do you have to say for yourself? I mean, it's absolutely stunning here. How are we going to get around? Well, bud, I took it upon myself to rent us a car. I mean, what better way to immerse yourself in the culture rather than getting behind a wheel and driving around and seeing all the sights and sounds. Do you, uh, like, know the, the rules of the road here? Uh... <laughs> My man, come on, it's me. Everyone knows that in the United Kingdom you drive on the left side of the road. Just get inside the car and let's go for a fucking ride, right? But we're in Norway. It's not in the UK. But please, that's neither here nor there. I know one thing's for sure. We are driving on the left side of the goddamn road. Get in! See, Chris, did you hear that? That just was just good luck. That's not what I heard. <laughs> See, I'm just gonna round this. Why are they? What are, are these? What the fuck are these drunks doing on the road? Everybody's fucking coming at us like torpedoes. Look at this shit. I don't think we're on the right side. Build the cliff. Number 24 of the Between the Cracks podcast. I am your host, Bill, and with me, as always, is my co host, Chris. Now, Chris, hold on a second. I'm changing things up tonight, pal. I'm not going to ask you how you're doing. I got a different question for you. Thank God. Chris, we need to know do you like it? Like what? <laughs> The just answer the you? just answer the questions, Chris. I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> oh, oh God, Chris! I I don't know, man. I am a little bit delusional tonight. It is five thousand fucking degrees in this room. I am beyond irritable. The AC is not working in this fucking room. Nor could I even have it on because it would disrupt the fucking audio. So I am here. I am fucking hot and I am pissed. But with that said, Chris, I really want to know how are you. Ugh, who fucking knows anymore? <laughs> the, the, the wheels have officially come off the fucking world. Dude, I don't know what is going on anymore, but I do know one thing, pal. Uh, are you seated? Yeah, I'm sitting down. I say, Chris, are you sitting down? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always sitting for the podcast, but... Well, um, pal, it seems we were contacted yet again by another listener on Instagram. <laughs> Hold on, bud. Let me run through those again. Hold on one second. Yes, Chris, another wonderful young lady from Ireland this time reached out to me and um, contacted me on Instagram and Truth be told, she did tell me we, we made an error in the Trevor Dilly case. Apparently, the fucking neighborhood in which Trevor worked, where the bank was, we were talking about the um, CCTV cameras that caught the guys that were outside his work the night, and we were saying it was a very bad area <laughs> filled with prostitution and whatnot and crime. She said it's actually one of the more affluent areas within Dublin, right? I, I wrote her back, and I told her, I was like, you know what? 
every article that we have over here stressed how fucking shady that neighborhood was. That's crazy. Yeah. I wonder if, I don't know, I wonder if it was shady at the time, and maybe it's not anymore, I don't know. I don't know, I mean, that, that case is going on, I don't remember, was it in the early 2000s, or mid-2000s, or something like that. Wasn't that like our second case? Yeah, it was the second case? one we did, God, yeah. like six months ago or something like that. But she did suggest another case for us to cover, so we will be heading back to Ireland. <laughs> Did she also suggest that we do a little more research? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Well, Not this, happening. <laughs> this time we have to. There this case coming up next week, bud, we have to. I've actually already started. I got some fucking notes and everything. So I think we're going to be good. I think we're going to be good for next week's episode. Now, <laughs> with that said, I wanted to give her a shout out, but I do not have her first name so i will definitely tag her in next week episode once we uh get rolling with that uh but in other news in my little world chris uh you'll be happy to know that uh my fucking spartan race that was canceled once already that if you recall i stopped the training for and then finally got back on um my program and for five straight weeks once again well but i just got word the other day that the rescheduled race has been canceled uh and Probably no makeup date yet. There is no makeup date, but the funny thing is, they gave me a um, code for a free race for 2021. Another free race? Uh, No, this is the same one, but there are no races listed in our area for next year, and I I have to use it before the end of the year, so hopefully some kind of fucking race shows its head. (laughs) (laughs) They would give you a free race to a race (laughs) that you can't... (laughs) That you can't actually sign up for. (laughs) My man, it is good until June of next year, and the first race is in July. (laughs) Bro, I'm fucking laughing because I'm on the, um, like, the, and I am back on Facebook. I know I said I was never going back, but I was running low on memes, so I had to fucking uh, get back (laughs) on there to catch up, and it's got me more irritable than ever. But anyway, so I'm on the fucking Spartan page, and dude, people are losing their shit. You know, you're not giving us fucking refunds. We paid for services that weren't rendered, so they're getting fucking slammed right now. So, I (laughs) I enjoyed watching that. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, they're they're definitely not giving people their money back. They're they're just going to keep saying that we'll give you a race or you can reschedule a race. Yeah, I mean, I, I would imagine how difficult that would be to even... Can you imagine? Filter all those fucking refunds, all those refunds in order to keep the the shit going you know so it's like they're probably better off just offering a free race so which i was happy to take that anyway i don't i don't give a shit um but chris uh in other news pal uh what do you think of the uh shirts that the boys at the between the cracks podcast have been posting i think they look swell in fact i might be purchasing one of them (laughs) (laughs) the uh the UFO one, I, I think, is really cool. And and who could not absolutely love the Blue Balls shirt? Oh, I love the Blue Balls for sure. I'm going to have to fucking get that one for myself. I have the Skull one, and then I just gave the Ouija board one. I had one of those come in, and the fucking hand looked like it was maroon. It didn't even look blood red, so I gave that I gave that to my friend. <laughs> I gave that to my friend Sam, so I dropped that off to him. And then, uh, so right now I'm 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 in the midst of, of finding the right fucking type of material. So they they want them to be like a softer, like a poly blend, so they don't fucking shrink. And I want them to kind of fit like the, our Spartan shirts fit. You know? Oh my god! Can you imagine? You want the idea is to have people to come back for fucking more with these goddamn shirts. We end up being the ones that come back for more. 
So if you guys are interested in purchasing any shirts, you can actually just DM us on Instagram and we'll uh, hopefully get you some information. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Speaking of which, is that little kitty? How's that little kitty doing? Cats, wow. <laughs> that little kitty sounded angry. I guess we better get started with the show. Chris, I mean, I'm just going to go back for a second and we just need to reiterate how worldly we are, okay? Because tonight, pal, we're going to Norway. And then next week, bud, we're going to Ireland. And then, pal, the week after that, I just found a case. You know where we're going the week after that? Where are we going? Belarus. Belarus? My man, Norway to Ireland to Belarus. And then, brother, we're coming back to New York. Wow. We are worldly. God, we we know our stuff. I was doing, uh, you know, my standard 15-minute research on this, and... There is a lot of people that have covered this case, so... so well, don't expect much here. Don't, we're not doing anybody any favors. <laughs> we're not doing... There is no new material or case-breaking evidence that you're going to get in this show tonight that you have not heard already. If you came here to get some case-breaking, earth-shattering news... My good people, you came to the wrong place. You will not find that here. But Chris, please, please don't give it all away. Not one shot, bud. Because tonight, pal, we are talking about the infamous and mysterious Norwegian case, bud. Tonight, we're talking about the Isdal woman. Let's dive right into this fucking case, Chris. So tonight, we're going back to 1970. Can you believe it? We're going back that far, pal. 50 fucking years. Because, Chris, on November 29th of 1970, a man and his two young daughters were hiking. And they came across the charred remains of a woman, later to be known simply as the Isdal woman. Her body remains unidentified to this day. And apparently she was burned so far beyond recognition that there wasn't much for them to go on and there were reports that even her fingerprints were scratched off or cut off of her her face was so badly burnt that they couldn't identify anything as far as that goes but they were able to save some of the teeth within her jaw and that comes into play later on and some of the newer developments which we're going to be getting into yeah that's uh, quite a fucking sight to come across when you're hiking with your two uh, little daughters. What was more interesting was what they found around the body. Well, first off the bat, if you see somebody that's burned beyond recognition, the first thing I would be thinking is not suicide. I would probably be like, what the fuck's going on here? Did somebody just like try to like dispose of a body by burning it? But they find a couple of plastic water bottles, a passport container, rubber boots... A bunch of clothes like nylon stockings, umbrella, purse, uh, watch, earrings. So obviously, fucking theft wasn't a motive. Right. So like, there was nothing, no, nothing that appeared to be stolen, unless she was the one stealing it. And then why would she burn herself? So the uh, the other interesting thing was that all the labels or anything that could have been used to identify were either removed or they were rubbed off with something. Someone is trying to hide. Any trails that, that could be taken from this, like any leads possible that someone's hiding it, well, whether it's her or somebody else. Well, bro, you know, it's funny. Well, I'll get back into that in a second. But like, you know, like you said, the police at the time ruled it a suicide. So this is just like the fucking uh, City James case in, in, in that sense that we did last week. Like, so they found her hogtied, drugged up, uh, asphyxiated and was ruled 
immediately ruled a suicide. So we got the same fucking thing here, but we come to find out that it doesn't really make much sense, you know, or does it? We don't know. Because as Chris said, there was no identifying factors left on her. There were reports, as I stated earlier, that the fingertips had been scratched off. You know, you hear that sometimes they say that's the case, sometimes it's not. Sometimes they say that they were able to get fingerprints off of the body because the hands were clinched, therefore preserving some of the fingerprints from the fire, and that there was no attempt to scratch them off. So I don't know as far as that goes, but as Chris had said, you know, all the fucking identifying features that you would think somebody would have on them, any kind of identification, like as they mentioned, the passport holder, there was fucking nothing. Everything had been removed, scratched off, or rubbed off, which is odd there because, like, you know, you, you think, like, if she was murdered, let's look, let's take it down that road for a second. If she was murdered, why wouldn't the murderer? Just take that shit with him and then fucking throw it out or burn it at a different location if there was any identifiable markings and shit like that, right? Or if it's her, I mean, if she's going to kill herself, why uh, would it even matter if they were able to identify you at that point, you know? But, you know, that's why I said it was hearsay about the uh, fingerprints as well, Chris, because apparently they were actually able to salvage some kind of fingerprint, and that's how they got led to the next clue in this fucking case. A few days later, investigators were actually able to find two suitcases that belonged to the woman, and I guess they were able to find it via a fucking fingerprint. I'm I'm assuming that's the only way that you can actually match that up, so they must have been able to form some kind of evidence from one of her fucking fingerprints and use that as a way to identify these pieces of luggage as belonging to her. Anyway, they were found at the Bergen Railway Station. Uh, in Bergen, New Jersey, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, this case went all the way back to the States. <laughs> no, no, no. We are in Bergen, Norway. I, I, I get, well, they might say, they might, Bergen, right? They might say Bergen, Norway. And here in, in the States, we have... Probably uh, not, but yeah. Uh, where my New Jersey Nets used to play in Bergen County, right? So, <laughs> but uh, that's a long time ago. Uh, so anyway... But what's crazy is the shit that they found in the fucking suitcase, okay? So inside this suitcase, Chris, they had your obvious shit, you know, your your clothing, your shoes, and all the garbage, makeup. Uh, But my man, there were wigs. There were a couple pairs of glasses, non-prescription glasses. So false framed glasses basically used to alter your identity or alter your appearance. She had various kinds of currency from different fucking countries, including Norwegian fucking money, Belgium, British fucking Swiss coins. She had uh, maps, timetables. And some of this was found in the lining of the suitcase. So yeah, like that's the crazy thing. That's it was, it was hidden. So like, it makes you think something might be fucking up. So we have that to go on now. But Chris, there's actually some more clues that the police come to find. Am I right? Oh, are you? Yes, the police um, end up looking into this further. And so the notepad that they found in one of her suitcases, apparently they had to basically decode what the entries in her notepad were. And what they found out was that they were dates from places that she had gone to. So based on the some handwritten check-in forms, they determined that this woman had traveled uh, around Norway, obviously, and had up to possibly eight fake passports and aliases and claiming to be Belgian. They have the fact that she stayed at several hotels in in Bergen and 
she apparently was changing rooms after checking in, right? So this is like someone who's either trying to keep somebody on their toes, stay hidden, or keep someone guessing. Uh, one interesting other tidbit that people mentioned was that she she absolutely reeked of garlic. <laughs> that that that's a fucking weird. <laughs> that's a weird little tidbit. Be that as it may. One of the other things that was mentioned was that she wore wigs. So that makes sense. They found wigs in her suitcase. But why, oh why, would somebody have a bunch of wigs and be changing their rooms constantly after checking in? So now this is all piecing together and which seems like what we believe and everyone else could mean that she is, in fact... Don't say it. Don't say it, Chris. A spy. Oh my god! You don't mean that! Take it back! Never! <laughs> you, now you have a fucking puzzle to put together. So, the police must already be suspect, okay? You couple that with the wigs, this fucking gl- the fake glasses, then you got, what do we have, 9,000 passports? With different fucking names on them, right? <laughs> what was the total? Was it eight, eight, shit that's, eight passports? They said, they, they said eight, but I don't see them saying, they said at least eight. And different aliases on them, too, right? Each one was a different... Right. So, Jesus Christ. Yeah, so that's fucked up. So, you have that, then coupled with switching the rooms. And there were even some reports of bizarre behavior from her within the rooms. Like, going into a room for the night, and then, you know, obviously we said switching, but then removing a chair, and then leaving the chair out in the hallway, right? And then just sleeping like that, with the chair out in the hallway, and then putting it back in the room in the morning. Like, what the fuck does that even mean? As you said, I mean, we could possibly have a spy on our hands. That's what it sounds like, because this is actually taking place during the Cold War and, you know, that whole era. So it makes sense to a degree. So you have all these things that, you know, a traditional fucking spy would have, like from these old movies that we grew up watching as kids, right? You have different aliases, different fucking costumes, different passports, different names, all this shit. That's all well and good, but now we got to ask ourselves the question too like maybe just maybe when we were talking about is this murder or suicide let's go back a second say maybe it's suicide could it be that this woman was just completely fucking deranged and mentally ill oh what was that (laughs) say what bill (laughs) you know what that's always a possibility because if there's one thing we've noticed from the cases we've done there's always somebody i mean just take the last case we just did that woman could have been 100% completely certifiable. We'll never know, but the lengths that some of these people go, and it could be all for nothing. It could all just simply be because they're crazy. I just think, like, you know, like in Cindy James' case last week, now the Isdall woman this week, if there was enough evidence, wouldn't it have come to light at this point? Like, after all these years, wouldn't someone or something had come forward and at least provide a bit of evidence that would conclude these fucking cases. So that which always makes me think that maybe the person is mentally ill and doing all this on their own. Truthfully, nobody nobody actually knows. We could just speculate. While this case is a popular one and it's like, oh no, but this and all this happened, we don't know. I mean, we don't have any irrefutable evidence. That and, and that's the thing too, bro. It's like people come out, like you read in this case, like somebody's coming out 20 years later. Somebody came out fucking 30 years later. Oh, I remember she was speaking. And this is one of the accounts. Oh, it's she spoke broken English and German. You know, and then one said she smelled like garlic, like you said. And then 
we'll get to a point where one other guy said that, uh, oh, you know what? He a couple of years ago, right? So he, now, now we're talking 45 years later. This guy kind of remembers, you know, I think I remember seeing her hiking up the mountain and she wasn't really dressed for hiking. If you saw that at that point in time, why? what would make you wait all these years to come forward now? Because then your memory is a shit ton less sharp than it was. So it's so easy to think you're recalling something with accuracy, but played out in the way it actually happened you have two completely different scenarios. So take some of the hints like she smelled like garlic or she spoke in this language or broken English or whatever. Take all that shit with a grain of salt, especially when it comes out decades later. Although I guess if somebody did smell like garlic, Chris, I think you might remember. It was it was, it was like a very nauseous, like, because if somebody stinks, if, like I remember kids that smelled in fucking school. I, I still, you know, you could still fucking remember it. If you come across somebody or something that kind of grosses you out, you'll still think about it. So maybe the garlic is, maybe we have something here with the garlic. <laughs> oh yeah so it was uh mid-june i believe when i had that foul stench um but yeah so okay <laughs> so that being said they try getting a bunch of sketches based on descriptions of her body and they circulate it to all different countries through interpol even with all the resources they deployed for this thing and apparently it was a ton they never identified and all of a sudden quickly boop done the case is closed they just deemed it a suicide what seemed like such a mysterious thing, and given the given the information that they found, given the fact that they're now assuming that this could possibly be somebody who is a spy, for the for this to be just brushed, closed up, goodbye, she killed herself, done, just seems a little suspicious. Yeah, the whole thing's fucking odd, but the one piece of evidence that they ended up keeping behind Chris, uh oh from the autopsy is the uh, jaw with the teeth. So I think that's something we're going to have to get into next, bud. Um, As Chris said, they tried to wrap this thing up fairly quick, call it a fucking suicide and move on, you know, and that would be a nice little package with a bow on top if it was just the sleeping pills. But you don't just have the sleeping pills. You have a charred fucking body. And that's where things go skew suicide in a way you would think you know it makes sense with just the pills like i said or maybe she jumps to her death or jumps into a body of water and drowns or you know something of that nature but setting fire to yourself after consuming pills is one hell of a way to go and that's something you don't usually see so i mean that would definitely lead me to not closing the case off as a suicide just yet Luckily, they did keep the jaw and the teeth, as we said, so that's going to come into play in a little bit as far as identifying her heritage goes. So here, th- this thing just keeps getting a little, a little bit crazier, and, and they keep finding more information that leads them to like a new set of clues and stuff. So they do an autopsy on the body. They find out that, obviously, with partially being poisoned by carbon monoxide, so that probably would have happened from the fire, but... Uh, she had consumed uh, a lot of sleeping pills, and she had smoke in her lungs, which means she was alive still when the fire, when she was on fire. That's the most fucking brutal part, dude, because they, like you said, they found fucking soot in her lungs, so obviously she must have been inhaling at yeah. some point, at least for a, a, a small amount of time. So you think about the brutality of that. I mean, that is fucking awful, man. So... As you said, the phenobarbital was in her system, but there were upwards of 
what, 50 to 70 pills. So think about that. So right now we're tossed up between a murder or suicide. So obviously if you see a burned body, at least me, I initially think fucking murder. You know, maybe the person was killed first and then they burned the body to try to destroy any kind of evidence. But uh, here we have 50 to 70 sleeping pills in the body. Think about how much that is. Like, so how would you even get somebody to take that against their will? You know what I mean? That, that is such an outlandish amount. Aside from them being unconscious and you somehow being able to get it down. Yeah, but how, I mean, you would need the, the yeah, because they, pro- they would probably find fluid in her lungs if someone was like trying to wash them down her yeah. throat. Yeah, so. That's a weird. I don't, yeah. I mean, they also mentioned that, that her neck was bruised, possibly from a fall or a blow. It could have been from. I mean, but she was in the right area too. I mean, if you're in those fuck, right. if you're in that fucking mountain range, you know. Yeah. So I mean, it, it it looks pretty rugged. So it looks like it's easy to fucking take a spill. But you know, and that's another thing we don't know. She could have fallen, or she could have been struck in the back of the head, or you know, back could of the neck. Like just her falling over when she started burning. Fire or not, I can't imagine there's any way that somebody's surviving taking seventy fucking pills. It sounds like she took the pills to kind of like dull potentially the the pain or i don't know how you could dull the pain of being set on a blaze but we're gonna get into the theories of what people believed happened but i mean there's so many different ways that you can go with this you know you can even think like you know she took these pills trying to commit suicide and maybe she had a fucking fire a small fire camped out there while she did this and then one thing led to another and she somehow got caught on fire but that's when this little tidbit comes into play because the police actually found traces of uh petrol on her fucking hat did she do this to herself or was this the markings of a fucking murderer so there there are many theories with this fucking case and the theories are fucking endless but let's just go back to what chris said so as far as the police ruling it a suicide and doing so so quickly it would make you think especially when you're finding suitcases these travel plans the wigs all these other fucking costume fucking deals right so obviously this woman had something to hide you would think so why close this case out so quickly so that's where people started to dig a little bit and that's where they came up with the idea that they believe that there was something more behind this case and that goes back to the spy theory and as we said this was during the cold war so there's all sorts of crazy shit going on and uh it was also at this point too that norway had been experiencing a lot of just (laughs) strange disappearances uh at this point many of the disappearances took place close to uh military facilities and one such fucking theory and this is crazy so the nnd the norwegian national defense revealed that the isdal woman's movements (laughs) seem to correspond with the uh trials of the penguin missile now chris have you ever heard of the penguin missile before i have never heard of it until this fucking case i have never heard of the penguin missile it almost looks like a cruise missile would you like to see my penguin missile fuck off guy (laughs) now here we go again so remember what i said that you have fucking people coming out of the woodwork years later and saying oh well this and that and i remember seeing her there so we have a fisherman who uh came out and said that he recognized the isdal woman and he saw her as he was out observing these uh military type fucking movements so i mean take that with a grain of salt like we said because you know it's so many fucking years later and how accurate can you actually be at this point if you have an average everyday fucking fisherman out following the movements of these fucking uh 
missiles and shit like that. What's to say that this woman wasn't just doing it? It could have been anybody, you know? And especially if she had a fucking wig on and, and, and a different look on that day, like fake glasses, a different colored wig, you're not going to be able to identify her. Not going to happen. Uh, the point of that was to back up the spy theory and her following the movements of these missiles and the military movements to get a better idea of what was happening in Norway at the time and then relay that information to whoever she was working for. There's too much information here that is pointing towards spy that if I was a police department, I would either A, not want it, I would not want anything to do with this case because of how deeply enthralled in the government it would be and like where it might end up leading or i would do everything in my power to find out what the fuck is going on here because this is clearly all right this is my kind of theory she either i'm thinking one of two things either she got sick of this shit and she took her own life but she was still so loyal to the cause that she knew that she had to make sure that nobody found out exactly who she was or could tie her to anything or she completed her mission and she ended up taking her own life because she was done and there was nothing no reason to live at that point so a spy's life i mean i'm assuming you know there's still spies out there i mean they must be easier to stay in contact with with families and different fucking people in their life but back then it was basically all or nothing. You're on a mission and you're fucking gone. You're not staying in touch with anybody, you know? If, as far as people in your actual life, that's if you have an actual life. So, like, this corresponds to what some people think about the mental illness aspect of it as well. If she was a spy, I mean, think about the loneliness and the other kind of mind fucking games and mental fuckeries that are probably happening too. So you can have a combination of both where maybe she was working as a spy and then it got so fucking crazy for her that she eventually lost her fucking mind from being on the run and being a different person i go to schizophrenia and some kind of like paranoid behavior especially you know when the chairs are in the hallway and switching rooms that looks like paranoid behavior to us but if she's a if she is a spy she might actually have fucking people after her and has to keep switching rooms so who fucking knows that like there, there are no answers here to anything this is not just some bullshit thing i think this is clear cut that this is spy related I, don't, I can't see any other explanation for that. They had put out these infamous artist uh, renderings and sketch drawings of what she looked like. And it's been 50 years and nobody's come forward. Like, So was this woman part of any kind of family? Did she have any relationship? Because, I mean, I think they guessed her age at roughly 40 years old, guessing that she was born around 1930. And we're going to get into how they found out that information in just a bit. But... You know, and she was an attractive woman. So it's like you you put those things together. You would think that at some point, somewhere along the fucking way, she would have made some kind of uh, connection to somebody in this fucking world, you know? But that's what makes sense then. Because as a spy, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't have relationships with people. And what would have made her an even better candidate for being a spy was to not have a family. She could have been an orphan. Or something like that. Ooh, I mean, that's a good point, Chris. If she had a connection, or if she had any type of family or friends, there would have been someone coming out saying, uh, you know, I know somebody of this age uh, who fits that description who went missing recently. But none of that happened. So what does that tell you? That means she had no connections. 
I think she doesn't didn't have any family. She was a perfect candidate to become a spy. And she was good looking. So I mean that and take this as you will, but that's a very good trait to have in your back pocket, especially if you're trying to seduce yeah. a, a seduce or manipulate somebody to get information from them. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a question here, but Oh, okay. Now hold on, hold on. Let's not just not, let's not wrap this up. All right, great. Chris, it's been fifty years. Yes, we solved this case. You and I have solved finally solved this fucking case after fifty years. Now we're gonna get our accolades once I release this in a couple days. But we have to figure out what's with the garlic. Was well, was she then More trying importantly. to infiltrate some sort of fucking cooking class to get some information on a, on a, some kind of culinary genius? I don't know. Maybe there was a reason behind the the powerful odor of garlic. Maybe she was trying to mask another scent of some sort. I wonder if the, I should, I'm going to look that up if it throws off uh, if garlic throws off the scent of fucking dogs and shit like that. You know, maybe somebody who was out there trying to trace something on her. Maybe I should have did this before we did the fucking episodes. <laughs> but, but I'll have an answer for you guys next week. But anyway, Chris, so let's... She just simply loved garlic and just ate it a lot. <laughs> but, but as we said before, they were able to save one crucial piece of information. And buddy, as we said before, that was the fucking jaw. And uh, I would urge everybody to go Google <laughs> the Isdal woman's jaw. It's pretty fucking raunchy looking. I mean... Well, half of it's made out of, like, gold. Yeah, gold. All these fucking gold fillings and gold caps and shit like that. They were able to um, get quite a bit of information. <laughs> and I'm laughing just because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through some of this information. And some of it seems very um, uh, very vague. They were, But they were able to get some useful information out of it and narrow down some aspects of her background. Chris, as we were talking about off-air, the isotope analysis that they did on uh her fucking teeth right i think this was in 2017 so this is three years ago they did analysis of her teeth and they were able to trace that lineage back and to other identifiable factors from history and find out that she was born roughly give or take four years around 1930 so we're looking at a time frame of 1926 to 1934 and her place of birth would have been Nuremberg, Germany. Okay, so we have those two factors now. So if you're looking at what was it? What do we say? This is November of uh, 1970, right? Is when she was found dead. And so we're looking at approximately a late 30s to early 40 year old woman. And moving forward. I mean, that will help us now narrow down. At least we have her country of origin and her age. It gives us something to fucking work with. But the part that made me laugh, uh, in addition to uh, the other findings with these dental records... So, uh, brace yourself for this, Chris, because we're going to really narrow it down, right? You ready for this? Uh, The analysis uh, indicated... That she had been to a dentist. Okay, so this is the, this is really going to narrow it down for us. In either East Asia, Central Europe, Southern Europe, or South America. Do we want to throw in Yonkers, uh, Lo- Los Angeles, Canada? Where else do we want to fucking go with this? She could have had this type of work, my man, anywhere in the world. We're going to narrow it down for you. It wasn't very fucking helpful. I'm going all the way from fucking East Asia to South America. She had her dentistry work done in bergen county you were right this whole time <laughs> this she was in New Jersey. she's been right next to us the whole time so the information you were talking about that was done in 2017 there was a podcast um the between that, the cracks podcast 
a little bit more popular. <laughs> a little more sophisticated. Um, <laughs> uh, backed by research, um, <laughs> there's a pop uh, a podcast series called Death and Ice Valley, and there was a bunch of interviews with the eyewitnesses and forensic scientists. They, I guess, had listeners of the podcast who, I guess, got really serious into trying to help figure this out, and they revealed more clues. I don't remember hearing any further information, but apparently this geneticist who does these uh, uh, genealogical isotope testing, she apparently contacted this podcast to offer help. This is the type of stuff they use to basically the uh, family tree analysis that they do with um, 23andMe. Well, Chris, remember I talked about this in one of the earlier episodes. Remember I told you I found out I had a fucking sister? Yeah, 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 yeah. I still haven't met her. I mean, I, I eventually got to get... For you that are just listening now, I, I have found out, I, I was contacted by a young lady saying that she thinks I was a relative of her somehow, and so ended up I ended up being her fucking half-brother, and I, uh, I haven't met her. So uh, that was early on, and when we first started this podcast, and <laughs> I, I have yet to do anything about it, but I'm getting here, bud. <laughs> But yeah, so the same technology that they use for that is basically this woman was offering that help because as a result of getting any DNA from that, they could trace relatives and they could potentially find family members of hers that could reveal some sort of information. But I haven't heard any follow-up on that. And this was actually June of last year, not that long ago. It doesn't seem to be any um, conclusive evidence one way or the other and... Uh but hopefully this will get fucking solved. And it seems like every year we're getting a little bit closer, especially as there's more and more advancements in science and, like we said, the genealogy and all this shit. Like, hopefully we'll be able to get some answers. But I think you hit the fucking nail on the head as far as uh, the orphanage bit goes. I mean, that's very... That's a, that is isn't an astute observation, Chris. Thank you. I mean, she, she must not have had anybody in her fucking life. Let's just go back quickly before we wrap everything up because obviously we have no conclusion here but uh i i think we're both in agreement that she was most likely a spy okay so but are we looking at it in a way of this being a murder or do you think she committed suicide what says you chris i'm going with spy suicide i think she was completely devoted to her work to this cause to so she either did did her job and she was just ending it or she got fed up and tired of what she was doing and still staying loyal she tried to remove her identity in any way possible obviously given the time when this happened with the lack of technology to get dna samples and stuff like that to do research on who knows what her training was if she was a spy maybe she was trained to if if the shit hits the fan you have to take your own life uh and this is how you have to do it who knows you're going you're going suicide buddy i'm going against grain i'm not going to agree with you tonight do you hear me chris i said i'm not agreeing with you tonight pal what do you got for us (laughs) i'm going to say she was murdered and now hear me out What makes me think that is 
The fact that she was switching rooms around, the fact that her suitcases were left at the station so abruptly, and then her body was then found up on the mountain. So it, it seems to me that she knew that somebody was hot on her fucking trail. So she kept switching rooms. Then she was about to make her move, drops the fucking bag at the station when she was spotted again, gets through this fucking town of Bougian. This town is no small potatoes, and it's fucking beautiful. We got to do a show from here one day. It's fucking beautiful. <laughs> Norway is a lovely fucking country, man. Jesus. Perhaps we'll hike the infamous... <laughs> oh my God, it's so beautiful. So anyway, I think that she was being chased. Maybe she was trying to elude them, ran out of options headed up this fucking hill or down the fucking hill into the valley trying to get away from them they caught her maybe she tried swallowing the pills to kill herself before they got to her and then they just lit her on fire that's what i think so why do you think they killed her that way and not another way i think that they were probably trying to capture her so i think that she was probably just fucking taking the pills or they maybe they had seen her take the pills and maybe they wanted to sort of send a message to whatever country she was working for you know, to, so the brutality of a burnt fucking body. I mean, that kind of sends a message to any other spy that might be in the area. So maybe it was maybe it was more of a psychological fucking uh, piece of warfare too. You know, that that could be the other thing. She was running and hiding from them. Takes refuge in this valley. Starts a little fire. Takes the pills to go kill herself. And then, like you said, fucking. I mean, you're gonna be incapacitated. I mean, dude, I've taken a couple sleeping pills, Ambien or some shit, like once or twice, and it's like. Dude, you are knocked the fuck out. And that was from like fucking one or two pills. I can't even imagine. I'd be dead in a heartbeat. I guess it's a peaceful way to go. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be a nice way to go until they found the fucking soot in the lungs, which, I mean, the only thing we can hope is that she was near the end and hopefully barely breathing and then the fire spread to her. But like we said, they found the fucking, the flammable liquid in the hat that was next to her body, so that yeah. that's another uh, component of this that leads to right, possible if it was murder. Her hat, then it means it was applied to her face, most likely. Yeah, intentionally to burn her face. I don't know, man. I think she did it, but okay. We're gonna we're gonna go with someone else could have done this. What did we say last week about Cindy James? We said we said that we think I so- said that she was murdered, and now you're saying that this was suicide. Is that woman a suicide? suicide. All right, I'm going to say, I'm saying murder. Is that woman murder? All right. I mean, somebody owes us something, buddy, because this has been 50 years and we finally solved this thing. (laughs) So anyway, Chris, this will conclude our first stop on our world tour, bud. As I said, tonight we were in beautiful Norway. Next week, we're going to Ireland to cover another missing persons case suggested by a listener. Our first listener suggested case, Chris. We are going to have to make this a good one, bud. Then after that, we will be heading to Belarus, as I said. And then, my man, we will be parking our fat asses back in New York the week after that. Sounds like a beautiful thing. So let's do the rundown, bud. I'm back. I'm back on Facebook. I'll probably be off in a few days when somebody pisses me off and I gotta go do another Facebook fight. But whatever. As for right now, I'm on there, bud, and I'm happier than a pig and shit because I'm collecting memes like crazy right now. There is such good stuff out there. Chris and I fucking text each other every morning five or six fucking memes before the other one even wakes up. <laughs> so we have that going for us. And Instagram is up and running. The email's working. So let me go down the, the fucking uh, 
my uh, new oh, and Spotify, right? Spotify is up to date. S- yes, I meant to tell you this too, guys. I know we had an issue with some of the sound. I record this fucking thing onto GarageBand, and then when I send it over to have it shared on iTunes, it compresses it so that it takes a lot of the volume out. So when you listen to it, sometimes it's it's fucking low and i can't hear shit so it already irritates me so i have now found a way to bypass sharing it directly to itunes and then i just save it to my desktop as an mp3 saves the fucking volume doesn't compress it download it directly now to the host site as an mp3 and it goes right to spotify so it's another thing we don't have to fucking worry about and thank you for reminding me chris because now i am very happy hold on a second Okay. Yeah, so I am very excited about that. Now, with all that said, I think I got everything out of the way that I wanted to say. Chris, do you have anything to say before I give the uh, fucking lame rundown? Oh, thank you for that, Chris. Okay, so uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you could do so by emailing us at btcpod2020 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Facebook at Between the Cracks Podcast. And, and get us where we're hot on Facebook because... I won't be there by long or I'll get served with another fucking Facebook suspension. <laughs> the best way to get in touch with us, if you want, is to uh, get us on Instagram, which is the Between the Cracks podcast. And you can message us. I answer all the fucking things. Tell me if I, we fucked up. Tell me if we sound like shit. Tell me if you like the show. I don't care either way. Just tell us that you're listening. All right? So <laughs> it matters in the end. Somebody listen to us. All right. But until next week, Chris, we bid you the fondest of farewells. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Whoa, dude, an hour and a half. I gotta fucking. <laughs> oh no, no, what is happening? We're losing control. This is not off to a good start, Chris. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Uh, where are we? Um, come on. Yeah, is it forwards or forward? It would be forward, right? Forward. Yeah, I said forwards, I fucking idiot. God, you're just a fucking idiot. That doesn't make sense. Seated? Yeah, are you sitting Is down? It? Are you sitting down? Is what I'm getting yeah. at. Uh, Chris, we were contacted again by another listener. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm doing three this time. I couldn't quite hear the fireworks. Can you hear them now? There. Yeah. Very. <laughs> hip, hip, hooray. Oh, oh, oh my God. I was going back to the opening. <laughs> uh, Whoa. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so Yeah. like, wh- how, did uh, that, Could you hear those fireworks? Yeah, they were faint. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh, my God. I didn't have my sound up. Hold on. Uh, Chris, I got... Bi- Which is literally the perfect scenario for a spy. God. But no ties. Are there pants? <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, so let- Chris, don't get me thinking about this, because then I'm going to side with you. The, the point is that we're taking different sides tonight. <laughs> no, but it says the metropolitan region has over 400,000 inhabitants. Whatever. I'm leaving, <laughs> I'm, leaving, I'm leaving it. Fuck it. I'm leaving it. I don't care anymore. I'm done, Chris. Uh-